Are you ready to get the body and health you've always wanted? It's time to do it. This is Bodies by Brent. Brent has been a personal trainer for 16 years, and now he's all yours. Interviewing the pros in health, wellness, and the fitness field. Get educated and motivated. Let's get to work. From Austin, Texas, this is Bodies by Brent. And this is your host, Brent Ruska. Welcome to episode seven of Bodies by Brent podcast. I'm your host, Brent Ruska. Today we have an amazing guest, David Garza. He's been in the fitness community in Austin for 20 plus years. He shares his story of getting into fitness, how it's changed his life, and he has a very powerful message that I'm excited to share with you. Make sure you stay to the very end when I share your focus for the week. Your focus for the week is where I share an intention or a goal to propel you forward to reach your fitness and wellness goals. David, welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you for having me. Glad yeah. to be here. Uh, super excited to have you. Uh, before this, you were telling me a story about South Africa, I think, <laughs> and getting chased by a hippo. I wanted yeah. to hear more about this. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So uh, I had the amazing opportunity to go to uh, South Africa and uh, to a small little country called Swaziland. So we like flew into Joburg and then made the drive and I mean instantaneous like culture shock like just blown like everything coming at me um, one of the great things I love to do in my pastime is I, I love to fish I love to go out and you know do some catfish and if I get lucky I can do some bass fishing as well and I had a friend of mine take us out on a lake way out and secluded somewhere and he was like okay here's what we're gonna do this place has like the biggest catfish you've ever seen in your life I was like yeah let's go so we get on this boat and we head out there and we're getting to our spot. And he was like, Hey, just so you know, like we have to watch out for hippos. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I am not even used to this at all. He says, yeah, seriously, you have to watch out for hippos. You have to watch out for bubbles coming up underneath the water. And if they get close, you have to let us know so we can get out of there. I was like, are you kidding me? He's Dang. like, no, he's like, they actually, they're one of the most dangerous animals there because they are very aggressive. I'm like, Okay, so I'm getting all this information right now. My mind is being blown 30 different times in a second. Uh, and sure enough, we start to fish. And uh, I kid you not, man, I latch into something, and it just, like, like bends my rod and, like, takes off. I can't even reel it in, and it snaps. And they were like, oh, yeah, that was probably a hippo. I was like, what? Are you <laughs> – how – can we not say hippo so many times? Like, I want to catch this fish and, like, I don't know, survive this adventure that I'm having. Sure. Uh, so sure enough, uh, like we latch into a really nice cat, like a 35 pound catfish, man, and reel it in super fun to bring it in. And lo and behold, man, it started to happen. I was like, Hey, there's some bubbles over there. And <laughs> like, okay, well just keep an eye on it. And I was like, okay, well they are actually coming closer. And they were like, get the rods. Let's go. And sure enough, like we get the boat and we start hauling off. And like, I just see these like two little eyes and the ears pop up. I'm like, Oh my God, they weren't kidding. Um, so it was definitely a, a memorable experience, and we everybody made it safe. But uh, it was just something you just you don't do in your daily life. No. You're like, hey, I have to watch out for a hippo trying to take me down as I'm fishing. Um, so I, I just you know I, I have so many amazing experiences like that that I'm very lucky and very blessed to have, have done and survived uh, throughout that time. But it was a 
it was a great eye-opening experience to go to another place and see how life is day-to-day there as opposed to all the amazing luxuries that we have in our life uh, on a day-to-day basis that we complain about nonstop. So uh, it was a great trip. I really enjoyed it. What was the kind of like key thing you took away from that trip? You know, over there, life is cheap. Life is cheap. It is very cheap. And, um, you know, there are a lot of things that that people, uh, I would say, have, but they really don't. Like, they have a hut house that has no floor. It is just mud, and they've used the mud to create walls and some thatch to create a roof, and that's where they live. And the time that I was going there was a few years ago. Um, you know, they weren't making but two to three dollars a day of like manual service, uh, manual work. So, you know, it was just um, a good eye-opening experience to me. Like, hey, you know, there are a lot of a lot of things that we should stop taking for granted. And granted, they didn't know anything else, and they were very happy. They were happy. They were doing everything they could with their families, having dinner with them, and, the, you know, they had smiles. And they were some of the most amazing people that I got to talk to over there. Uh, which was great because that was their lifestyle. That was their life. And they made the most of their life with what they have. So I think that was probably the biggest thing for me is that, you know, I, I don't have everything I've wanted, but I do try to make the most of what I have and, and, and have a really good experience with that. Yeah, that's a that's a powerful story. I've noticed the same thing traveling too. Uh, people can have so little and yet you're like, how is everyone just so happy yeah or radiant uh it makes you reflect on you know what is it you need to be happy yes yeah absolutely well i wanted to dive into your journey with fitness right you've been doing this a long time i've been doing this i mean i honestly i could say i've been doing this my whole life uh yes for sure so uh you name it i probably have some sort of experience with it take me back to the moment where you stepped on the path of fitness and health. Oh my gosh, I can't. I couldn't even tell you when when it started. Uh, I've always, I've always been the bigger kid. I was always the bigger kid growing up in school, and so I was either like heavy, yeah, super heavy, heavy. You know, like I was, how heavy? Would let, you? Let's say, if I could say husky, you remember that word? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, was a husky kid yeah, too. Husky kid, I was jeans, a, right? You got to go get those. Yeah. Um, so that that persona. That was me. I was the husky kid. I was that cliche kid in there. And of course, you know, there's a lot. It messed with my mind a lot. I'm not going to lie. So trying to use weights or trying to diet back in that. I hate the word diet. I really hate yeah. it. What was so, like one of the first diets you tried as like a young youth? Oh, my goodness. I think it was. Honestly, if I can remember, I think some doctor put me on some sort of like take these pills, take this pill. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. So it was like, take this so that it could cure that. Right. And yeah. that's, I, don't know, I, w- I have something about that. I'm like, you don't take a pill to yeah. try to cure that. You actually try to, you have to do some different stuff. Um, well, also having a medical, like as a kid, a medical professional, like diagnose, like as that's a, almost a scarring thing on the mind to be oh, like, is sure. something wrong with me then? For sure. Because a doctor's trying to fix me. Right, I imagine that would be very, that would be, an intense experience. It was, and 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 that, as you were saying that, I do remember him saying like, "Man, if you don't lose some weight, you're going to have a heart attack." And I'm like, "Okay, wow. I'm like eight or nine, you know." Oh god! So, uh, 
you know, and it, it, once again, it was a different culture back then. You know, they, these, uh, I, I think back then the mentality was if you are sick or not doing well, a pill is going to fix it. And I think that stuck with me for a long time, uh, uh, which I know now is not the way to do that. But um, it, it, I think that's where it really started, um, you know, probably like early junior high or high school sort of time. Wow. Yeah. And so when did things shift for you? Shift with, you know, your fitness and health, maybe your perspective on, you know, you were see, you were seeing yourself as a Husky kid. Mm -hmm. People are telling you you need to get healthy and better. When did you decide to kind of take control of your health or when did you find something that started to work for you? Because you, you, you became passionate with helping people, right? Yes. And so there must be in a moment or or a stage in your life where things started to change. It, yeah, I that's the thing is I had so many trial and errors. I would once I was exposed to, oh, well if the pill can fix this, then I can do every single like trending diet to fix what I want to have in my life and I wanted to be skinny. That's it. I wanted to lose this weight and not have it on my body. Um and so I I I would say going through High school was starting to focus on weights and building strength for football because I was a big guy. I could play the line and, and do that. Um, going into college, I really, really lost it and was close to, I would say close to 300 pounds. I was definitely living an unhealthy lifestyle, like eating whatever I want, smoking, drinking, you, you name it. Um, and so I would say probably as I was working at I got a really good job in college. I was working at UPS. Uh, I was working in the evening so I can go to school throughout the day. And I remember just coughing up like nonstop for like 30 minutes, like all this tar and everything that I would happen with smoking. And I thought to myself, I'm like, man, I'm just killing myself. I've got to change this. Uh, and so from there, I quit smoking cold turkey. I still had a couple of cigarettes, but um, quit that. And then just slowly... I think from then slowly start to transition from you know drinking cokes to drinking diet cokes and trying to wean myself off of that, and then started to focus more on cardio. Uh, started to look more about what I'm eating and how I'm eating, and try to use that as a way to control it. Because I would never think about working out in a way to do cardio as a way to help me burn the calories in my body, right? Uh, I was always the meathead in the gym. I would go and lift for like 30 minutes and then go and eat whatever I want to right afterwards. And uh, it, it just it just wasn't happening. And so that was probably a key factor for me when I started to do that. And then I went the total opposite direction where I was so focused on that that I wasn't, I wasn't healthy at all. I had really restricted my calories to super light. I mean, probably like eight, 900 calories a day. Wow. And I would spend at least an hour on the Stairmaster. And if I didn't lose any weight, then I would go 90 minutes. And so I'd, I'd gone the total opposite direction. And like, as I slowly gone through this process, and this has been a couple of years process, like I went from like 300, 260, you know, I did the Atkins diet, which I was like, oh gosh, this is the greatest thing. Eat meat all day long. And of course, there wasn't a lot of uh, science or information about that then. So uh, that's all I did, you know, just eat meat and cheese and call it really awesome. How old are you at this point? College age. College, yeah, still yeah, college, okay. Yeah, still young, you know, mid college. 
Um, Lots of experimenting so far. Oh though. my gosh. So always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so going through that and then, and, and throughout that, I, that point in time, I lost a lot of weight on that, uh, focusing on just the, the Atkins style and then slowly got down to about 200. And then that's when I started doing that cardio and really restricting. And I got down to probably about, I think 160, uh, from 300. Then, yeah, yeah. And I got so compulsive about the scale that it was just like, just destroying everything else around me. Um, and it was all I focused on. And so, uh, that was actually right around that time when I went to Africa and I had that trip and, um, sure enough, I just knew I was going to go right back up and sure enough, I got back up to like 220. I mean, it was just like night and day. Uh, and it's still, you know, at that point in time, even though I was super light, uh, super uh, light with that point in time, I never saw myself as being in shape or being skinny. I always had that mental picture of that big guy in my head. And I mean, to this day, I still do. I still struggle with that. Um, that I was, I wasn't healthy. I was skinny, but I wasn't healthy. I didn't have some of the weight on there. And, you know, going through that, I think it, it, it was a good eye opening experience to me. Like I just, I can't focus on that. Um, and so moving to Austin in 2001 is what I was just talking to earlier about that. Um, kind of find more activities like soccer, um, really fell in love with that and started to do some more endurance things. Um, one of the first things I got to in Austin is I did the Susan G. Komen race back. Uh, oh my gosh. Back when Whole Foods was like a grass parking lot. I don't know if you got that. Yeah, it was that long. Where, where was the first? Yeah, it was, um, downtown and it was downtown Austin and we ran, Literally, it felt like forever, but it was like a three-mile race. <laughs> um, Which now you're running. Yeah, now I'm running, uh, you know, marathons and Ironmans right now. So, that honestly, that was that was the one that kind of kicked it off for me. Really? Uh, yeah, true. What, what was the taste of doing that that sparked oh, wanting more? You know what it was? It was people on the sidelines didn't know who I was, and they were cheering me on. Cool. Like, it, it was awesome. It was support. Like, honestly, it was just support. Of like, hey, you're doing a great job. Not only that, but you're doing a great job for a great cause. Like, you, there, there's purpose behind yeah. you coming out here and doing this, right? You're supporting a group. You're having some fun, creating a community. Uh, now that I look back at it, that was, that was the biggest thing. That was the greatest thing that could have happened that day. Uh, that and finishing. <laughs> so... Um, did that. And then once I started doing that, I started to ask myself, like, what's next? What can I do? And so from there, did the 5k, 10k, did the half marathon with my good buddy, Mike, and then, um, Austin marathon, did the Austin marathon. And that was the one that, gosh, that was a great, great first experience for me. Uh, it was one of those key, key moments is when I crossed that finish line. That was, um, that was a lot because there was a lot going on in my life too. That was really, yeah, I was going through divorce. I was, um, transitioning through jobs. Uh, it's kind of when I started to start teaching fitness. Okay. Um, and what year is this? Uh, 2003, 2004. Okay. Yeah. And you're how old at this age? Uh, very old. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, I don't know. Like, uh, I would say thirties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mid thirties, mid thirties. So that marathon was the shift of. Was that the thing that made you want to start teaching or oh, I've always the one, the, the, the thing that wanted me to start teaching was the fact that somebody reached out to me and was like, Hey, you're kind of good at this. Let's have you teach it back. And my first 
job or transitioning to that is I started to teach Krav Maga at a very like small little business uh, down on uh, West Wind Canyon. And they were like, hey, you're kind of good at this, you know, and I've been doing it for a little bit. And they're like, hey, you know, would you like to teach? And I'm like, yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. So went through the process of that and started teaching it. And that's when I just like, I started to really find a love for passing on information that's going to help people. Um, I, I would say probably about a year into it, I started to find a love for more of the fitness side than the self-defense side. I was really happy about getting my, my ass beat, you know, in the self-defense. But then I was like, <laughs> you know, if I go in the fitness side, I won't have so many bruises all over my, my body. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I really liked it. And, and still at that point in time, I was still just, I, I didn't know a lot about nutrition. And so I would still, I, I was still a heavier guy. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I still am a heavier guy doing these endurance races, which is, it you know, blows people's mind. They're like, you do these things for hours on end. I'm yeah. like, yes, and I love it. I love it. I love it. You shifted your mindset from trying to, like change yourself to moving your body in a way that you love. Yes. Right. And then that just started to propel you forward. Yes. And what was a, so now you're transitioning to fitness from mm -hmm. Krav Maga. What was the fitness you were starting to kind of teach and where was that? So I started, they had a program as well. So they would teach, you know, strictly self-defense classes. And they also had a fitness class, which was called, cool. a, you know, a KO cardio bag. And it also started to teach me how to move with music. And that's one thing I love to do. I've always loved music. And I'm like, oh my God, you're going to give me music and I get to work out. And, on, <laughs> and then everybody's doing this. I'm like, man, this is like a dance party. Like this is, how great can this be? And I, you know, I loved it. And people would come to it and people started to really pack the class. And they really enjoyed what I was doing. So I was thinking in my head I'm like hey man this is kind of cool this is something that that people are enjoying I'm enjoying doing it like this is great um back and throughout that time is when I had done I was doing the distance challenge for Austin which is now that I'd done the Austin marathon once um I, I made a commitment to myself that that race was so important to me that I would do it every year every year I would always plan around it and so I had so what they did is they made the Austin Runners Club made a race, uh, a series of races called the Austin Dis Distance Challenge. And back then, this is how old I look. Back then, you started with the mile race, like the, the Congress Avenue Mile, where you would just run as fast as you can oh, wow. from Cong from the Capitol down. And it was awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie. I want to have this stated, too, because my fastest mile was like five minutes, 40 seconds. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Troy, it, it's, it's documented. <laughs> my son, because he doesn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you would start off with that and then you would end with the marathon, which I thought was great because you can not only start off with that, but you can slowly build up your pace and there's races and, and set goals you can to mark your, um, training up into the marathon. Oh, that's awesome. And so you got to meet a lot of people yeah. there too. Uh, once again, community and support. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it's great. So I had done that. And then right after doing a couple of those, I of course was like, what's next? And I found a friend of mine who had a bike and I was going to get a bike and I was like, Hey, let's go do uh, a triathlon. What are those things? You do those three sports and okay, well, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Uh, I, <laughs> my good buddy who also went to uh, Texas tech and uh, he moved down here 
So we went and did the Wool Man in San Angelo, which is an <laughs> Olympic distance okay. triathlon, which where you swim a mile, you bike 26, and then you run six miles. Uh, I'm like, okay. I'm like, distance shot, marathoner. Dude, I got this. Yeah, right? easy, no problem. So we sign up two weeks out of the race. And oh, just, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, let's go start swimming. I'm like, uh, let's go. All right. So like in pitch dark, Barton Springs, right? And if you don't know Barton Springs or Natural Pool, and it's like awesome. It's cold, but it's dark. He's like, okay, let's start swimming. I was like, how? Like, I don't, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> you signed up. For yeah, a I'm like, I'm signing up for a mile swim. And I'm like, how, like, what, are, like, what's a swim cap? Are you kidding me? And so he, uh, <laughs> I don't forget this first parent. We get in the water and he's like, all right, I'm going to coach you. I was like, okay. He was like, here, just do this. He does this swim motion. I'm like, all right, let's go. So I swim and I, it's all of a sudden he's like trying to get my attention. This is his side of the story. He's like, David, I'm trying to get your attention because you start swimming and all of a sudden you take a sharp left and I hit the wall. Like, boom, just hit the wall with my arm. <laughs> And I was like, ow. He was like, don't do that. I'm like, well, well, you didn't tell me not what to do. You just told me to do this. And yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> great time with that. Anyhow, so we did the we did the we did the race. I finished dead last in the swim. Dead last. What was it yeah. when you what, what was it like when you got to that swim part in the race? Because <laughs> well, you start out with a swim, and yeah. everybody there's a great picture of me. I wish I could find everybody's in the water and I'm like ankle deep off the ramp, like, I don't really want to do this right now. <laughs> And I mean, I, it's just fear. Uh, so anyhow, and I thought this for the longest time, I thought that we were swimming and I got second to last cause there was somebody that came in behind me mm -hmm. and then some friends later, I'll tell me like, no, 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 David, that, that, that person had to be rescued. And like, you weren't the last one out of the water. I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put that on my plaque. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyhow, so it did it. And it was one of the most challenging things I've ever done. And I'm like, man, this is awesome like let's do some more you're hooked yeah i'm hooked i was hooked from day one uh and so we did the uh we did the half half sorry half ironman uh down at uh decker lake and uh at that point in time i came across a really amazing friend now who's my best buddy his name's matt and he would come in uh to do some krav maga and we kind of bantered back and forth um and throughout this time we became really good friends we were going to do uh, Ironman Cozumel for our first race. And it was the first year that they were going to have it. It was our first race. I mean, it was just perfect without that. Tell everybody, what what is an Ironman? Just for everybody yeah. who doesn't know. So an Ironman is just an, you know, an easy 2.4-mile swim. Yeah. Wherever, like, Cozumel would be the ocean, right? Sometimes they have it in the lake. Uh, and then once you finish that, you're rewarded with an amazing 112-mile bike ride. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then while you're, you know, having lunch and just eating some stuff on there, <laughs> you get done with that and you're just like, Hey, easy, cool down marathon. So 26.2 miles. Um, and, and you have to finish before 17 hours. So all that done in one day. Wow. Uh, what was um, the biggest thing you had done up until that point? That would the half Ironman. The half Ironman. I, I, so it starts a full Ironman and then half and then the Olympic and they kind of break it down into sprints. I was uh, I was deathly scared of the doing this race, and never in my years of fitness would I had ever even thought of attempting this if it hadn't been that transition from the marathon into like, hey, what's next? How can I do this? What's going on with my perceived limitations that I place on myself? Yeah, and. What really sucked is that my buddy, he's also in the military, so he was called into service and he couldn't do that race. And so it was just me doing the race. Uh, so it truly was just a 
just a person to person just just challenge um and you against you yeah just straight up like you're the worst enemy yeah your best friend um it was a a life-changing experience for me to go through that race um even to, to start the race when the gun goes off and you start swimming i mean honestly i didn't know if i was gonna be able to finish and sure enough i finished before i was expected to come out of the water and you know once i hit dry land i was like oh my man i'm like I got that. I can do that. I can do that. I mean, that's amazing. When you have the sense of like, oh my gosh, I'm challenging myself and challenging myself. I don't know if I can do it. And all of a sudden there's that one point you're like, I can't like, I got, I can do this. If I just do this, then I can get my goal that I want. Um, and it was great. I, one of the hardest experiences I've ever had to go through and one of the most painful too. And did it cross finish line. And, um, you know, 13 Ironman races later, we're heading off to Kona in October. So um, it, it, it's been a, a great life change for me to go throughout that. But then again, so is sport. So that's why when you're like, when is that, that change for you? I think sports. Sports have always been there for me. That's, that's helped get me through tough times. Like it's either – I can't imagine my day – without any sort of physical activity or watching a game or some sort of sports in my life. Um, for me, having that as a young age, because I had baseball and you know, um, tried soccer earlier but didn't get into it, but baseball and football through high school had really taught me so many life experiences, um, which kind of led me into all the experiences that I got to learn through the um, sports that I do now. So my multi-sport races and the marathon and now, as I get older in life, which I'm really old right now, I get to focus more on nutrition. And that's where I've always struggled, always struggled with how to maintain myself. Because I'll just be honest, right? I always said, hey, you've got to have a good nutrition. And I would always go work out and still eat what I wanted to. And, you know, I'm finding out you can't, you can't outwork a bad nutritional diet. Like You just no. can't. So, and I know a lot of people do that out there. And, it, and it's now that I see that, I'm just like, oh, it's like it's so frustrating because I know I was there. Um, and that's why I'm, that's why I like to help people. I, I do, I've gone through so many things that yeah. uh, if you tell me something, I'm like, probably I have some sort of experience with that and want to let you know that you're not alone on that, that yeah. you've, you've got a, a lot of other people that have, have, gone, have gone through this or are going through it and like you said one of the best ways that kind of helps it out is that you get to help people throughout that and that's been one of the most amazing things through my career of teaching fitness to to help others throughout that that's yeah that's your experiences have really given you the gift of helping others right what were some of the moments in your life that were very challenging that fitness helped you get through those moments mm. were there some key moments that were like in your personal life there were big struggles where fitness was there to kind of guide you through absolutely i mean i would always go back to my my dad wasn't around when i was uh growing up he he had left our life when uh, i was probably about two okay very blessed to reconnect with him and, and we have a great great relationship now okay um but i had a lot of voids in my life and so for me, that's where, once again, sports would come in and help me out. Um, definitely 
didn't grow up in the best ways ever. And so sports kept me out of trouble throughout that, kept me out of uh, being the rebellious kid of, you know, doing whatever I needed to do to get attention. And going back to the marathon, uh, when I was going through my, my first divorce, it was, it was great to have fitness fall back on a very big heartbreak for me that just like most people, you could either choose to go down this route or you could choose the self-destructive way. Definitely. So that that's why the Austin Marathon was so and is and will always be so important to me that I will always compete that race and complete it with whatever I need to do um, to do that because that that's a key one. That was a really big one for me. Um, so that helped me get through my one of my life transitions, right? We have so many in our life. So that, and then uh, got one of the most recent one is when uh, when I decided to become sober. Okay, um, that was a that was a big big help uh, getting through that as well. And even uh, I was super blessed to be able to go to a rehab place. And throughout those thirty days that I was there, like they called me Forrest Gump because I would just run around the <laughs> fence line because that to me was my therapy. Like I. That's why I say I can't imagine a day where I'm not physically active or doing something that's going to to, to, to move my body. Yeah. And so what was some of the challenges uh, that led you to uh, needing to get sober? What mm. were, yeah. Yeah, these are the good ones, huh? Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I'd gotten to a place in my second marriage where it was just, uh, uh, we were having a hard time, just like most do. And I started to use alcohol as a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And just like uh, every uh, addict out there, they think they're doing better with it when it wasn't. And just it destroyed a lot of things that I had a lot of pride in myself with. And I... I vividly remember just the, um, gosh, that, that the night that I made that commitment, it was a night there were police in the driveway and my kids were upstairs and they were watching me talk to the police. Um, it just, it broke me. It broke me. And it, I knew at that point in time, like, I can't, I can't keep living like this. I can't yeah. destroy myself. And, the, the things that I love with this. And that was me. And that was my choice. And I had some good friends come up to me the next day. They were like, dude, you, hey, this is your intervention. I was like, yes, let's go. And you were ready. Yeah, I was ready. And yeah, they were yeah. ready. And it was, um, for me, it was very, it, it was it was an easy choice to, to decide to go to, to rehab and kind of get everything back in line and, and move on with, the mistakes in my past and really tried to build something new. And with that, I had to make some hard decisions. And um, luckily, I was able to go to a really amazing place and came back and um, had to get divorced and really tried to focus on building something new. And, and I, man, I was scared to death. I had no idea what to do, but I knew I had my fitness. I knew I was still lucky to have a job. And I could, I could do that to kind of reset my life in, in the way that it needed to be um, and move on. And, and that was tough. And I still, I still battle with those demons, you know, daily. Um, thinking back, you know, one trigger 
effect can take me back to that emotional state and it's just ah man um but uh but i keep working on that keep keep trying to give myself a little grace and know that that experience has taught me a lot and it's now made me who i am today which is great because it's now given me another experience to to really help people and and been very blessed to have fitness as an outlet to reach people use music and use fitness so that hey we can get down to the the real things that that are challenging us which is our mind and our being and you know some of our daily stuff that we have to we have to deal with and if we don't guess what it's going to come back the next day um so like i i keep looking back at it and the more i look back at it the more i'm really really happy that I've, i've gone through that experience and came out you know alive still yeah um and now like i said like you said i've just have an opportunity to really help a lot of people that that just either want to just have talk or a coffee or do anything throughout that yeah i uh i don't you know i'm not glad any of these things happened to you but i think it is such a gift for someone to have had lots of experiences that is uh that creates a very powerful teacher right and so you know there can be a lot of fitness or whatever types of teachers out there but the ones that can i feel really help somebody change and you know grow is someone who's experienced a lot mm-hmm. right For and sure. you and you have and that is a, a very honorable and 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 very beautiful thing right so uh i commend you you know thank you thank you thank you yeah uh and i appreciate you sharing all of For that sure. what would you say when you're working with people you teach cycling now, right? Yes. What do you, what other things do you teach? So I teach cycling and I teach rhythm based cycling now. Uh, and love cycle I, studio, love cycling studio. And love you, them. Cool. Yeah. Yep. And teach there. And then also teach, uh, at knockout, which is kind of going back to my self-defense, uh, background, which is awesome. Yeah. I took your class. It's awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. so fun. Yeah. I didn't, and I was so, I was so out of it. I was like, Oh, there he is. I yeah. But I also didn't it. introduce myself. Yeah. I was like, I was just kind of snuck in and yeah, I yeah. got that. And then I saw your kicks. I was like, okay, wait a minute. I got. <laughs> no, I see what you're doing over there. Yeah. Uh, so I do that. And then uh, on a personal side, I do personal training as well, which is great because I really get to interact with people and really help great. some some people with you know whatever they're trying to focus on. And it's great. I have a, a, a whole wide array, array of clients, which is awesome. And I really love that. Yeah. I love reaching as many people as I can. I don't like to be uh, put into a... a a certain area and say well this is david and this is what he can do and i'm like no i can actually do so many things if you just give me the opportunity then i can show you on that which is great so that's what i mainly do right now that's fantastic what is what would you say your core message is for people you work with Mm -hmm. like from your life from your experiences the things you've learned through your fitness and health and wellness journey What's that message that like you really want each person to take away when you're working with them? Gosh, just be happy. I mean, just do things that you want to do and do in a in a happy way. We were just talking about this in class this morning. It's, uh, Sounds like yeah. m- loving moving your body. Yeah, just, just don't make it a chore. By gosh, don't make it a chore. If you make it a chore, you've now created another job for yourself. And guess what? You're not going to wake up early for another job. <laughs> yeah. If you wake up early because you're excited to do something. I mean, let's look at kids, right? You try to get them up early for school when we had school, right? Back in the end, it's like, oh my gosh, again, you've got to get them up early, like seven o'clock and try to get them in bed. But oh my gosh, 
make a plan to go to Six Flags at 5 a.m. in the morning and they're waking you up, right? That's passion. That's excitement. And that's what you want to try to pass on to people is that, hey, get excited about doing something like have a friend meet you or come to a class or, you know, do whatever it is for you that, that makes you happy. Like put on the smile because you have a choice to wake up either way. You can wake up pissed off or you can wake up in an excited way or a happy state. And I promise you each way that you wake up is going to have a consequential way of how you're going to have that day. So in those next few minutes, like, dude, like put the work in. We spend hours and hours working out our body Spend just a half a second of changing your mindset yeah. so that you can actually have a really good day. I love Sorry, that. I get on that one a little bit. No, <laughs> that, that's what this is all about. Push that message out there. Yeah, and it's and it's good. I I I about eighty percent of the time I always have my three rules about class. Right, my three rules: okay. smile, I don't care, fake it, smile, like put it on there. Right. Second rule is that hey, just have a good time. Move your shoulders move those hips, be loud, and enjoy the time. Third rule, man, just like recognize that you're doing an amazing job there, right? Um, and then only on Fiesta Fridays, which is our really fun theme ride, we dance it out quite a bit. Fourth rule is that we just have to move our hips a lot more. That's about all. <laughs> but it's about moving. Yeah. Like enjoy yeah. what you're doing. Like enjoy it. You create all this time and you create all this effort into physically working out. Like in Enjoy the aspect of what you've done and be grateful for the fact that I see you, you see me, we're in this room and we're moving. Like there's a lot of people that don't even have the opportunity to do that. So why not just say for a half a second, be like, you know what? I'm sore. My muscles are sore. My knees hurting a little bit. I got a crick in my neck because I slept wrong. Okay. All right. We'll tell you what. You've got four appendages, two arms, two legs. You had a bed in a room that's a house that you slept on and an amazing pillow, maybe some air conditioner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. You got in your car to get to a place that you paid to come and work out in. OK, those are so many things to be grateful for just at that point. Now let's come and celebrate that. In my room. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Well, I could keep talking to you forever, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to wrap this up a little bit. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about or touch on that we didn't touch on? Oh my gosh, no. I I oh, I just want to pass on that message of just move. Um one of the things I do love too is music and my golly gee whiz, you know what? Music has the ability to just be universal and can really put you in a good mood. Put on some I don't know. I just saw this great thing somebody sent me. It's like put on some gangster rap, turn your hat backwards and go to Joe Trader Joe's and get you some, you know, cauliflower <laughs> and just like be all like, if that is how you roll, Heck yeah. if that's how you have to be, by it means go and do that. Yeah. Um, you know, make that choice to be happy. It's going to take energy on both sides for you to either be negative in one situation or positive. And you will spend that energy on that. So why not? Stop flexing the negative because we're that's what we do. That has been our coping mechanism, how we get through our self our self preservation mode. Stop working that out so much and really use that one that we don't and we should be pushing that a little bit. Uh, build it up. Yeah. One one of my favorite, favorite stories that I, I love to tell is that there's the grandpa and he's talking to his grandson and he says son he's like you know there's two wolves in your body at the entire day and they're constantly at battle one is good 
and everything that is good. Joy, love, you know, excitement, passion. So there's also um, the bad, and there's negative, and anger, and you know, all, all the stuff associated with that. And so they are always at battle in your life every single day. And the grandson says, well, well which, which one wins? And the grandfather says, whichever one you feed. Yeah. I hold that one dear to me because it's so true. Like there are, right now, I'm sure you can place probably about five or six people that love to have drama in their life and they thrive on that. And that's, you know, that's them. That's probably how they are and how they live. And there probably are less people that you know that are just like positive and, and really just looking at the, the silver line of cloud. Yeah. And probably after that, you're like, man, I don't want to hang around. They're always so positive. Like I always <laughs> turn that. And it's so great when you hang around those people because you're always so lifted, right? That's the one thing I guess I would leave with. It's like when you leave a person's life, leave it better than it was before you entered it. Yeah. Amen with that. Yeah. Well, where do we find you? Connect with you online? Yes. You can go online. You can go to Instagram. It's David Garza one. I'm so old school. I don't know. I've been on like 30 years. I don't know. So just same name. Uh, Sweet. Facebook. Um, I also dabble around with DJ in a little bit. So you can find me on SoundCloud. Red. Yeah. Uh, I love me SoundCloud. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So DJ David Garza. That's, that's a very simple on there. Um, that's how you can reach out. If you have any questions, by all means, like I'm, I'm on it all the time. I'm always available to just uh, reach out, have any questions about nutrition or fitness or music. Or especially um, running races. Yeah, you seem like races. the race guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. running races, uh, getting around here, some of the local races. And uh, gosh, yeah, just keep that going on. Well, I appreciate you being here. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, my man. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a super fun episode to record with David, and I thank you guys for tuning and listening to that. Please share that with anybody you think would benefit from listening to that message. And now let's go on to your focus for the week. So your focus for the week, like David was talking about, is moving your body in a way that just feels good. Not worrying about if you're trying to lose body fat or build muscle or whatever it is. Think of this week, what way do I want to move my body that just feels good? Maybe it's going dancing. Maybe it's going swimming. Maybe it's, I don't know, going to a tumbling class. Think of something this week to focus on that inspires you to move your body in a fun way with no other outcome than joy. All right. Thanks for watching this episode, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Bodies by Brent. Brent has been a personal trainer for 16 years, and he's going to be here to help you get the body and health you've always wanted. Thanks for checking out the show, and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you have an idea or topic for the show, maybe you want to be on the show, and you're interested in working with Brent, visit our Instagram at bodiesbybrentatx. See you next time on Bodies by Brent.